You're listening to Baking a Boss, a podcast for the modern Latina cake designer. I didn't always dream of having my own business as a cake designer, but when my son was diagnosed with autism, I left my job to be a full-time mom and housewife. But being the independent Latina that I am, I needed more. So I discovered a passion for cake decorating, business, and marketing strategies. I was able to turn a hobby into a six-figure income working from home, and now it is my mission to help Latinas like you turn their hobby into a profitable business from the comfort of your home. Join me as we discuss topics common in our community and listen as I bring you a new perspective on life, business, money mindsets, and what it takes as a Latina woman to be successful in an extremely saturated industry. All of this with a sweet side of azúcar. Let's get started. I've been doing a lot of reflection lately um, about just how far my business has come since I started. Um, All the transitions, all the changes, the growing pains, and how much self-reflection I've had to do. um, Because a lot of times I feel like we want to uh, see our business take different paths and we want to see growth um, within our businesses but we don't make any changes for ourselves and we don't improve on ourselves so if you are not like if we're not trying to change ourselves we cannot open up for new blessings or for new transitions or changes within our business because we are still stuck in our old way. So it's kind of like if you continue to do the same the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. But if you start changing things, then you'll start getting different results. So I know it's kind of like cliche to say that, but it cannot be farther from the truth. And I've made... Um, changes that really have taken me to another level. And some changes came pretty easily, but some changes were very difficult. And I call those uh, growing pains. Literally, they are growing pains. I've had to change as a person. I've had to mature um, as a woman. I've had to develop business mindsets, Um, money mindsets. I've had to take out of my vocabulary certain words that um, kind of like make me stay stuck. And if I put out there, um, you know, negativity or negative phrases towards myself or business or the overall industry, then that's exactly what I'm going to receive. I'm not a believer in manifestation. You guys know that I've I've talked about this before. I even made a TikTok video about this. I'm not all about the manifestation and the universe and whatever because I'm a Christian person and I believe in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I believe that what the Bible tells me is that with my mouth, with my tongue, I can either speak for blessing or I can speak for a curse. So this whole putting it out there into the universe, like it's a slippery slope. Um, and that's not necessarily the topic that I want to get into right now. That will be for another podcast. Um, but definitely, I do believe that whatever you do say um, it's a state of mind. And if you don't change the way that you talk about yourself and the way that you talk about your business and the way that you talk about, um, your customers and people and things like that, then it definitely is not, it's going to come back to you in the same negative way. I don't know if you've noticed, but like, if you are a person that complains, like sometimes we say, oh, you know, when it rains, it pours, excuse me. And that may be true. Um, But if we focus only on the negative things, then we keep opening that door for negative things to continue to come to us. So the way that we react to the negativity also affects um, us. So I want to talk about um, what we can do to change that mindset and what steps you can take so that way 
you can start transforming your business, but transformation starts with you because you are a, every, the business that you have is a reflection of who you are. And you may wonder like, Jadi, how is this related to um, the cake business? But in reality, um, it truly is because any kind of business that you um, want to have success in starts with yourself. So what I used to do when um, I started my business is that I used to follow a lot of different um, cake designers, specifically um, in the Hispanic community. When I started my business, because I was focusing on making Puerto Rican cakes, El Bizcocho Mojadito, um, because I was focusing on that and that was my first recipe that I developed and that I was selling, I thought that I had to put myself out there as a only catering to the Hispanic community baker. And this hurt me in my business big time, especially living in Orlando. Um, I literally was only attracting Hispanic customers. And I... <laughs> I have to be careful with my words because I don't want it to come back to me like, oh, you know, she's um, she's not truly Puerto Rican. Like I've heard about, I've heard this so many times that uh, que soy una vende patria or whatever, but that's not the case. For me, it's the fact that unfortunately, a lot of people in the Hispanic community have a scarcity mentality and they really will try to negotiate your pricing um to say it in the kindest words possible and so i was attracting that kind of customer um and i wasn't opening up myself for the american community even though i've always felt more american than hispanic um because I was raised, I was raised here all my life. I've been in Orlando, Florida since I was nine years old. So it's been um, 28 years that I've lived here. So Florida really is my home. And so for some reason, though, I've always felt inferior to the Americans. And I didn't, um, I don't know why I didn't start my business in uh, English uh format like formality i don't i don't honestly i don't know why everything that i would post any kind of marketing that i did even my business cards and my flyers postcards anything that i printed was all in spanish and i don't know why i did that um so i kept attracting obviously um people in the hispanic community and then i started seeing that struggle i joined a lot of um Hispanic Facebook groups for bakers. I was following a lot of Hispanic cake designers. And let me tell you something. There was drama every freaking day. It was always something different. Someone had a difference of opinion and everybody jumped on them. Um, the, the greediness from local bakers um, of wanting to take clients away from one another like it's this mentality of i am better than you are and i'm gonna treat your client the client better than you are and i could do a better decorating job than you can my cakes taste better than yours i mean it was just like non-ending there was no support there was no um like sisterhood I want to I almost want to say it like that. It's a totally different ball game. Um I've experienced both where I've been surrounded only by Hispanic entrepreneurs in the cake industry versus American entrepreneurs in the cake industry and now associating myself with Hispanic entrepreneurs in the in the um cake community that cater mostly to American clients. It's a totally different vibe. Um, and I'll explain, obviously, I'll talk to you guys about that. But um, yeah, it got to the point where I was exhausted. Like mentally, I was exhausted. Emotionally, I was exhausted. And I would tell my husband, like, I don't get the whole competition thing. Like, you know how many 
millions of people are in the state of Florida. Um, not everybody has the same kind of uh, taste. So, and not everybody has the same decorating technique. So I, for me, I didn't understand how um, people would, com- would want to compete with one another. Like you want to have competitive pricing that obviously has to do with sales, but you also cannot have this mentality of thinking that every single client is going to be your client. Like you just can't, and you cannot think that you are better than anybody because you're, you're really not. I mean, I'm, I am sure I am certain that there's cake designers here in, in Orlando that have so much more talent than I do. And they don't get the same recognition. They don't put themselves out there the way, the reason why I am as known as I am. And I'm not trying to brag. You guys, Honestly, I'm not trying to brag or anything like that. And it takes a lot for me to say this because you guys know that I've talked about this, like the having this mentality of staying humble because my dad put that in my head since I was a little girl that I wasn't humble. Um, and it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with just being able to recognize my hard work and being able to recognize like where God has placed me. And I am a recognized cake designer in Central Florida, not by a lot of people. It may not be by everybody, but it is by the important ones. And it is by a lot of people. And my name does come up in conversations and in places. And people do seek me because they want to work with me. And I've worked very hard to get to the place where I am right now. But I... Do I do recognize that there is so much more talent out there that is not really known. Um, however, I still feel like in the Hispanic community, um, especially like in those in those groups, when I was associating myself with that, I felt drained constantly being like, um, at- I want to say even attacked. I want to say that, and I'm not going to throw names out there. But there um, is a couple that are well-known in the Hispanic community in Central Florida. And they took it upon themselves to even create um, videos, live videos, where they were throwing shade at me. And I thought, wow, like, these people are well-known in the industry. These people are respected. I thought these people were my friends and for them to come at me um, on on such a petty level. And at this time, I was still just, you know, working from home. I was just starting to get the word out there um, about my business. And I'm like, why, why are they attacking me? Like, they're so far above what, where I am right now. And the thing with the enemy is that the enemy does not see what you're doing right now. The enemy can actually see what your potential is and what you're going to be doing. And they become threatened. Honestly, they do. And so I felt like I had such a bitter experience and I knew that that's not how I wanted to continue living my life. And that's not how I wanted to continue um, my business. And I felt like I wanted growth in a way that I wanted to be successful um, in a way, the way that I, I'm trying to word this in, in, because honestly, it's like a feeling I tell my husband all the time, I wish that I could articulate my, my thought process and that I could articulate how I feel. And it's a gut feeling deep inside that I am meant for more and that I am here for more. Um, And my purpose, I'm still discovering what my purpose is. And I feel like cake decorating um, is not just being a part of people's celebrations. I feel like my purpose goes above that. I feel like the experiences that I go through with my business are tools that are shaping me to be the best business coach for in the cake industry, 
that I can possibly be so that I can help others be successful in their own business. And I'm, I say this and I get chills all over my body. Like I feel like tearing up right now because my desire in my heart is so powerful to want to help other people be successful, if not as successful as I have been more. Like I love to see, excuse me. I love to see people thriving. I love to see people actually feel happy in their businesses. And I, I just, I feel like the reason why God has blessed me so much is because that is my heart of hearts is wanting to help others. And you cannot have success in life by stumping on other people. Um, we are here to benefit one another. We are here to help one another. So um, I decided that I needed to eliminate out of my life certain conversations, certain topics, uh, I removed myself from all the cake decorating groups. You guys, when I say all of them, I mean all of them. I'm not a member of any cake decorating group. And, um, you know, in the beginning of, and I'm talking about eight years ago, almost nine years in August, um, it'll be nine years that I've been in business. I followed and I integrated myself into so many Facebook groups that even to this day, I keep seeing like new ones that I've liked or new ones that I have joined and I have to continuously leave the groups um, because there were so many of them. And, um, you know, the algorithm, sometimes you see them, sometimes you don't, but they, they pop up every now and then. So I have to continuously uh, eliminate myself from those groups. I used to follow so many cake designers and now I'm super selective with the cake designers that I follow. And most of the ones that I do follow now are either Brazilian or from the United Kingdom, only because I adore their techniques and I adore their um, decorating style. And I feel like their style is, I'm a mesh, like I'm a combination of both the Brazilian cake decorating style and the United Kingdom. It's like United Kingdom is like elegant, sophisticated, brighter like lighter colors pastels more like um elegant and classy and brazilian is more like fun and eccentric and colorful so i am a mixture of both so i actually implement both styles into that's my decorating style and so those are the only like real accounts that i follow i am very selective with who i follow who i talk to I started um, associating myself. This was uh, the second part of my business. So the first part of my business was I was associating myself with only Hispanic um, in the Hispanic community. And um, so once I started eliminating myself with that, I took a turn in my business and I re um, redirected my business. And I did a whole rebranding um, where everything was now in English. When I started posting in English only, um, I started getting a lot of backlash. And people were like, oh, what happened? Are you now denying your culture? And I was like, my culture has nothing to do with my business. Who, who I choose to be right now is a person that is trying to better themselves and is trying to be successful in this very saturated market. Um, the conversations that was happening in the K community for the Hispanic, in the Hispanic um, community, specifically pricing questions and the, the fact that you couldn't discuss pricing, which to this day, I don't understand why we cannot discuss pricing with uh, fellow cake decorators. When I am an open book and I'll tell you, you want to know how much I charge for this? I'll let you know. Just ask me. You don't have to create a fake account uh, to try to scope my pricing. I'll tell you how much it is. There's certain topics that ignite such um, judgment and hatred that you try to avoid it. Um, And for me, really, no topic is off the table. Like You should be able to discuss everything. The other thing that I really didn't like was the constant... um, 
belittling of the customers um saying oh this customer didn't want to pay or the comments kind of like la gente no, no quiere pagar o la gente lo quiere todo de gratis um just complaining about customers all the time and i'm like listen i i totally understand that working with people is not easy it really it truly is not easy you get different personalities all the time everybody does things differently everybody has different expectations but uh you need to stay consistent and your customer service has to stay on point how would a client feel knowing that you're out there putting them on blast i just keep thinking about that and i'm like i know and i'm not talking about like scenarios where i've discussed scenarios that i've had situations and experiences but i never will mention the customer's name um and that is to protect them as well because you they're still a person and you don't want to put them out there either like you have to protect their identity um but i saw a lot of that and i even saw a lot of uh customer and baker conversations on social media where they were just kind of like throwing jabs at one another and i was like no i can't live my life like that or even um cakers within like amongst themselves throwing um like tiranos indirectas and in in all social platforms and i'm like no i can't like i can't like what is the whole point like there's so much room for growth for everybody like if you continue to have this mentality of like always being in the drama that's all you're going to be about so i switched up everything and i did a whole transition where i transitioned from marketing only to the hispanic community to only marketing to the american community and this was difficult for me um because i thought that i needed to change my cake recipes so i started working on different recipes and i thought that i had to do like a drier type of cake because the american palate is used to like a public kind of cake or like a walmart like a box cake so they really didn't have the palate for a from scratch type of cake um and i started bringing to the table like different fillings like raspberry um i started doing um bavarian cream which i don't do anymore um i was doing like cookies and cream before that i was doing just the typical hispanic stuff like guava pineapple coconut um i never did any of the other ones and then um i started noticing that a lot of the american clients yeah they i was booking a lot of american clients but i wasn't 100% happy because I wasn't being true to myself. I hated making the dryer cakes, you guys. <laughs> I hated it with a passion. Um and I was like it's still not who I am and I want to be able to grow and be myself and my business be a reflection of who I am. So I need to be able to find a happy medium where I can merge um both of my cultures both being puerto rican and being american like um the other podcast that i did with chef ruby colon that i said hey i am puerto rican american and i'm not kidding i'm going to make a t-shirt that says i am puerto rican american um i told my husband he started laughing about this he's like you're nuts and i'm like i know i <laughs> i am a little nuts but um i started thinking like what can i do to merge both being american and being puerto rican so i was like i'm going to continue to making um el bizcocho mojadito but i'm going to start offering different flavors that i could still add the simple syrup to and it's going to still keep that moisture that the hispanic community likes but i'm not going to put them like spanish that's why mom my for instance el bizcocho mojadito is usually the typical traditional one is with almond flavor so i call that 
vanilla almond. That's my best-selling vanilla almond cake. And it really is my best-selling vanilla almond cake. Um, and it's very moist. And it's el bicocho mojadito. And all my clients love it. All my clients love all my cakes. I use the same technique for all the flavors. So I have eight different cake flavors. Um, I have vanilla, confetti, marble, chocolate, red velvet, vanilla almond, amaretto, and brandy. And all of them, I moisten them the same way, como si fueran el bizcocho mojadito. That's exactly how I do it. But it's different for every client. Um, and all the clients love how moist the cake, the cake is. And so now I've been able to merge both of my cultures and make it into one unique um, experience for my customers where now I can cater to both um, Hispanic community and American community. And actually I have a lot of clients that are um, Caribbean because they like that rum type of cake. So that's where like the brandy cake comes in handy. Um, and I have clients from all kinds of cultures. I have Indians, I have Middle Easterns, I have European, I have Hawaiian, American, Hispanic, I mean, from all different um, African Americans. So just from every different kind of culture, um, I have clients. Um, as far as associating myself with certain people, I started um, following, like I said, just certain specific cake designers that I strive to be like or better than. I never follow anybody who is at my same level because my, my point and my desire is to continue to grow. If you keep associating yourself with people that are exactly like-minded, then you're not going to grow. You need to make sure that you're never the smartest person in the room. You need to make sure that you associate yourself with people that are higher in um, their success than you are, because that's going to push you to be more. And it's going to push you to be at their level or greater. I cannot tell you how many times I've actually been able to like, how how I've associated, I thought like, I'm going to wear this. I would follow certain kind of people and I would admire them so much. And I would say one day I would like to be just like them. And then I get to know them and I get to talk to them and I get to interact with them. And then to realize that I am just like them. And now I have superseded their skill. I have superseded the way that they do business. Like I can definitely say that I have outgrown them. So they were there in my life for a season. And so now that's behind me. And I am now looking for um, another level. So you definitely have to constantly evolve. You have to definitely change the people that are around you, change the conversations that you are having. Um, you have to have conversations with like um, business-minded people. You cannot tell your plans and your desires to people that have no vision, have no dreams, have no ambition, um, that are stagnant. I was just having a, um, it was kind of bittersweet to be honest with you. This past week, um, I, I've I've talked about and I've even I, I've written about this before. The first person that ever gave me um, a cake recipe was a friend of my husband's. Okay, and I will forever be grateful to her because if it wasn't for her um, being like opening my the doors to me and teaching me how to do uh, the first recipe that I ever did, that's how my business got started. I probably wouldn't have had the start that I did. I mean, I probably would have figured it out. I know that if it was for me, it was for me, but God put her in my path in that moment to help me, um, develop that recipe. And so it's been almost nine years since I started my business. And in those nine years, she is still selling the same type of technique, like the, that old school 
Puerto Rican piping, you know, with like the up and down, up and down with the piping bag or like the star tip. Um, she's still selling her price, like her cakes, super, super cheap. Um, like super, super cheap. And I had kind of like a conversation with her because she had posted on Facebook um, a chart that somebody had shared about what prices are looking like now in 2023. And they put the five inch cake, which by the way, serves 10 to 12 people. Um, they put that they charge $45 for the five inch cake. And, and I'm not talking about just regular, simple decorated cakes. I'm talking about a custom cake for $45. And she posted that and she said, um, look at these prices and my prices are not even half of this. And people complain about my pricing. And I thought, are you telling me that you are selling your five inch for 10 servings for less than $45? That to me was shocking, shocking. So I said to her, um, I sell my five inch that serves 10 to 12. When it's a custom cake, I sell mine at $150 starting. And I said, I don't understand with the pricing that how expensive things are in Puerto Rico, how you're making any profit. And she replied that in a very snarky way, she replied, well, good for you, but I'm doing this because I love it. And I want, and I believe that everybody deserves to have a good tasting cake without having to break the bank. And my intention is not to get rich from this. And I felt like this was a, a dig, like she totally digged at me. Um, this is not the first time that I hear somebody telling me this. Um, like they think that I'm trying to get rich of making cakes. You guys, I don't really know if that's even possible. I don't I don't know if it's possible to get rich making cakes. Um and my intention is not to get rich. My intention is to live well. My intention is to not have to worry about money. Um, my intention is to be able to put my kids through college and make sure that they are set for their lives, that they don't have to struggle. Um, I My intention is to be able to go on vacation with my husband and my children if I wanted to. And my intention is to be able to pay my mortgage and pay my car and basically just be able to live my life without the struggle right so and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money I mean what's the whole point there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money um and I feel like there is a stigma around that like we can't talk about about making money um, but this is 2023, like you guys, everybody needs to get with the program and understand that if you have a talent, use it to your advantage. Um, if you do find something that you're good at and you're a bomb ass cake decorator and you know that you can sell a good cake and you can decorate a beautiful cake, like you need to monetize that 100% and monetize every single venue avenue that you can. If you are on TikTok, you can start doing a creator fund, monetize that, record the content, post it, and monetize. Same thing with uh, Instagram Reels. Same thing with uh, Facebook Reels. Um, create a podcast. Talk about your experiences. Um, I mean, do a blog. Just different things. There's a thousand ways. Teach cake decorating classes or teach cake baking classes. I mean, there's just so many ways that you can monetize you could even do um sponsorships you can contact different um brands that you love and that you use for your company um for your business and you could have them send you free products as long as you make the videos of you utilizing their products and you post it and you tag them you are literally making money like that like there's nothing wrong with that and 
having that conversation with her, like after she said that to me, I realized that this person helped me get started, but this person has stayed behind. So for the last almost nine years, she hasn't made any changes. She hasn't made any intention of growing in her business. Um, and for me in that moment, I had to ponder about it. And it, it took me two days to really think about this. And I said, I need to unfriend this person because her comments about people not wanting to pay the prices that she charges, even though she undercharges for sure. Um, and she also is uh, the type that complains about clients on, on her Facebook and things like that. And I thought to myself, I need to leave this person behind because this person has stayed behind. And so I decided to unfriend her and I wish her well. I will forever be thankful for her because, like I said, she did open that door to me. But like I said earlier, people come into your life. There's people that come into your life and stay forever. And there's people that come into your life and stay for a season. Um, and you grow with each opportunity. You grow with each encounter. And if you are on a path of just growth and trying to have success, then you really need to take into consideration the people that are around you and who you're associating yourself with. I would advise you that you take a moment and you go through your Instagram, you go through your Facebook, and anybody that you are following that doesn't bring any kind of um, positivity into your life, then you need to unfollow. Um, you just kind of need to, and I am a cold turkey type of person. I honestly, I don't have regrets. Like I've literally cut off people out of my life that, and I have no regrets. I do it cold turkey, like ripping off a bandaid and it's done. And that's just the kind of person that I've always been. So it comes a little bit easier to me, but especially when I'm trying to grow. Um, and so the third so I talked about the first phase of my business was only marketing to the Hispanic community. And then the second uh, phase was only um, marketing to the American community. And now I'm in my third phase where I'm able to market to both communities, um, but only like in a I only speak English when it comes to my clients and when it comes to my marketing and things like that. But now I have attracted the right type of Hispanic client. And by that, I mean, I'm not attracting the $25 cake client. I am attracting the client, the Hispanic client that is willing to pay the same price as the American client. Not to say that there are American clients that um, don't want to pay or they just don't know. I don't want to necessarily say that people don't want to pay. I want to say that people don't know the cost of what it really entails to have a custom cake. We live in a culture where Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, I mean, we are in a technology era. So we see on social media these lavish events, these beautiful setups, amazing cakes, and people swear that they can have this too for $200. And it's just, or, or less. And it's not even, it's not possible. I just had an inquiry um, up from, from a client two days ago, and I couldn't accommodate it because uh, they requested, they were celebrating, I think it's like the Indian um, holiday that's coming up. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, it's something like Eam or something like that. But she had a lot of, she wanted two different cakes. Um, one was to be shaped like a moon. And another one, 
I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was she wanted like a Buzz Lightyear type of thing. Um, but it had to be gluten-free. It could not be made with animal products, no alcohol in it, um, no no um, gelatin. I mean, just even like to the fondant could not be like marshmallow fondant or fondant that had no uh, glycerin in it or gelatin in it. Like they're very or she wanted it to be sugar-free and just very specific uh no food coloring so it had to be natural food coloring um so just very very specific requirements and that you know it's because i don't know if it was like a cultural thing or if it's a religious type of thing and i don't want to say the wrong thing um but she wanted two cakes for under 300 dollars, and she told me her budget was no more than 300 dollars for two cakes and I didn't respond to the price part. I responded to her that I am not familiar with her culture and I do not make, uh, I cannot accommodate her dietary restrictions. So I would not be the best fit for her. And I left it at that. And she replied, thank you so much. Um, but in any case, even if I could accommodate all those dietary restrictions, there's no way that I could have made her two cakes for $300. It was just no way, not the kind of cakes that she was asking for. I mean, she was asking for a Buzz Lightyear and she wanted it to be like the Buzz Lightyear, wanted to be the cake B Buzz Lightyear, not the Buzz Lightyear theme. She wanted a 3D Buzz Lightyear, but on the reflection of the latest movie. So there was just no way. Um, that I could accommodate her pricing. But the thing is that social media makes people believe that they can have these lavish events for a very cheap pricing. Um, and it takes us as cake designers and as people in the event industry to educate the client because honestly, they don't know. They truly don't know. So we're the ones that have to take the task of educating the client and letting them know, hey, you know, you want this and you want that. Well, this is going to cost this and this and that. And um, and so it is our responsibility to educate the client. I saw on a um, an event planning group that I am part of in Facebook that they there was a new uh, cake, not a cake designer, um, an event planner that she has a bride and she the bride is very tight on her budget so she um told her bride why don't you buy your cakes at sam just ask for them to do it plain and then take it to a cake designer so that the cake designer can decorate it so that way you can save money like that and i said whoa first of all i don't know personally of any cake designer that will take a cake from sam's or walmart or wherever plain and then decorated themselves and if this is to cut on cost let me tell you something the price of ingredients have gone up obviously you guys know that everything has gotten a lot more expensive but in reality what makes the money is how much time we spend in decorating the bulk of it if you if you balance out um how much time you spend making a cake or decorating a cake versus how much money you spend in ingredients and supplies, the time spent decorating supersedes the um, money spent on supplies and materials. So I told her, it's your responsibility as a event planner and coordinator to educate your client. And it's an insult to any cake designer for you to even suggest for them to bring them a plain cake and for them to decorate it i don't know anybody that would do that and i have declined many clients that have an attachment like for instance like if it's a quinceanera and she really wants her grandmother really wants to bake the cake because her grandmother used to bake cakes but she doesn't have the strength in her hands anymore to decorate um if my grandmother bakes the cakes would you be able to decorate it as much as this is such a lovely gesture the answer is no the answer is just absolutely not Ask your grandmother to make you cupcakes and have them simply decorated. But if you want a custom cake, or she could do a sheet cake and I would do a dummy cake. That I would do. But I would not decorate an entire cake um, that somebody else baked. It's just an insult, I feel like. And it's a, a hygiene thing also, I feel. So um, I think I kind of like went off topic totally. But the point is that now 
I have attracted the kind of client that I want. And that's not to say that I still have to weed out sometimes. Um, I do have different price points that I offer depending on what my client's needs are. Um, but a lot of my clients, honestly, they come to me because they really just want to work with me. And they know that it's going to come with a price. And I have been very blessed that I continuously have um clients and I have cakes that I continuously book and if I have clients that um are repeatedly coming to me like all the time then I give those clients special pricing and like I call it my VIP clients um and I give them special pricing I don't I don't uh quote them too high because I know that they're gonna keep coming back um and so I'm blessed because I have opened my mind to changing the way that I conduct my business constantly. I was just talking to my mom yesterday and my parents are right now in the middle of discussing their retirement. They're going to be, my dad is going to be retiring in about five or six years or so. So right now they're weighing out their options of like where they're going to retire and um, what the plan is going to be. And up until I want to say like last year my parents went to Puerto Rico on vacation for a whole month and my dad came back like con la cabeza totalmente viral like he totally said no I am retiring in Puerto Rico and that's the plan and I was like daddy seriously don't do that <laughs> are you crazy right now and I was totally against this but then um, they have friends in North Carolina. They've been visiting North Carolina a lot, and now he's torn. And I feel like um, I feel like they're gonna make North Carolina their home, which I feel a lot more comfortable with. I feel a lot better knowing that they would be in North Carolina versus in Puerto Rico. Um, and so I was talking to my mom yesterday, and I told my mom, "Mom, like I feel like part of me doesn't want to stay in Florida forever. I feel like." I don't like the city life anymore. Um, I'm I'm more of like I'm looking for peace and quiet, and I don't want to hear the trucks and the cars in the highway from my home. Um, I mean, my where I live right now is pretty quiet, but you could still hear like there's a school down the street, and you can hear the bell ringing sometimes, and it's just like. I don't know. I, I, my heart, my soul wants a different environment, but at the same time, professionally, I feel like right now I'm going through such a big change and such a switch, like a trans. I'm in a transition period right now, and I feel like business-wise, I'm just getting started. Like I feel like my business has taken a turn drastically right now and I am not done with Florida not yet so who knows what the future may bring um but definitely you have to keep yourself open to growth um open yourself to change open yourself to um new possibilities new conversations and you cannot grow and make changes if you're still doing the same thing and hanging out with the same people and associating yourself with the same groups. So my advice for you for this week is to really do a hard self-reflection, um, obviously on yourself, but then also on your business and find, be like very truthful and what conversations are you having who are you associating yourself with what have you been doing that you're not getting the results that you want and what can you do to make yourself better and make your business what you want your business to be and start taking the steps to doing that so that's going to be the show for today i want to thank you guys so much for joining me and listening to me week after week um i've been getting a lot of great feedback from my listeners which i'm super 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 grateful for um and yeah if you guys have any questions at all if you guys want any com have any comments or if you have any topics that you want to hear my 
opinions on and you want me to talk about, just shoot me an email, shoot me a DM on Instagram, Baking a Boss, and I'm there for you. So stay sweet, my friends. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me reach more Latina listeners like you who also want to grow their cake business. Visit my website, orlandocakeacademy.com, and join my email list for updates, new program announcements, and future classes. You can also find me on Instagram at bakingaboss. Thank you so much for your support, and remember, el cielo es el límite. I can't tell you how happy and excited I am that my five-day boot camp freaking sold out, you guys. I am overwhelmed with the response. I am so happy. I even have a student coming down from New York to come see me and spend five days with me learning how to cake, decorate, and bake from scratch. Um, and the demand was like so overwhelming that I actually opened up a new date and it's going to be in July. And I'm going to tell you all about it. I mean, I'm so excited. If you didn't get a chance to sign up for the five-day boot camp for the month of June, hit me up for the month of July. Only four spaces are going to be available because I really want to just have that attention to detail to each and every one of my students. In this five-day bootcamp, my goal is to transform you from a hobby baker to a cake designer. That sounds beautiful, doesn't it? We spend the first day baking from scratch. We're going to make buttercream and simple syrup. We'll also spend another day making fondant from scratch in different colors. Each recipe used in class is yours to take home. And I'm going to add some bonus recipes too. So even though we're not going to make all the recipes, but at least you'll get them and you'll be able to make them at home with the full instructions and details um, on how to make it. You will decorate a one-tier buttercream cake and you will stack and decorate a two-tier fondant cake. And you're going to learn proper structuring and how to achieve those coveted sharp edges. So in total, you're going to be taking two cakes home. Another day is dedicated to making fondant figures, and we'll also create all other edible decorations, including some with the Rice Krispie treats, and we're going to be using those for our final project. In between all this jam-packed learning, we will discuss the business of baking, and on the final day, we'll spend hours on how I keep my schedule organized and efficient, cake tastings, pricing, flavor menu, and we will have time for Q&As. So if you've been itching to ask me those questions, this will definitely be your chance to get it right from the horse's mouth. I've spent years mastering the craft of being a cake designer, and I strive to teach others how to reach new skills and confidence. You no longer have to wait for months to learn the basics. You will feel confident enough to start making a profit from the comfort of your home. All supplies will be provided along with refreshments for all five days. Each student will take home written instructions, my very own recipe book, two fully decorated cakes, and best of all, a new career and a clear path to opportunities as a cake decorator. Again, only four students will be accepted for personalized attention to each student. A $200 non-refundable deposit, non-transferable deposit is required. And the final payment is due June 25th. So you guys, if you're interested, hit me up. Go to the link on this show and sign up. You won't regret it.